Mark your calendars and join all your ACB friends June 17th for the ACB Summer Auction. It's going to be a fun night of friends and fundraising for ACB. Some of our ACB leaders will be auctioning off items such as crafts, collectibles, jewelry, vacations, and food. It all gets underway at 7 p.m. Eastern on Zoom and ACB Media. But you can get a head start on all the fun with the Appetizer Auction, June 15th and 16th. To find out more, get in touch with Leslie Spoon by emailing Leslie Spoon at CFL.RR.com. That's Leslie Spoon at CFL.RR.com. Get ready to get bidding at the ACB Summer Auction, Saturday, June 17th at 7 p.m. Eastern on Zoom and ACB Media. Expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Unmute. Good to see you all again. A couple announcements here at the top. I want to remind everyone to please be respectful with your questions and give everyone the same opportunity you would to get your questions uh, answered. Also, we'll take all first hands. If we get through everyone first time through, we will take second hands or second questions. Also, tonight, Mac Bites with Bits is at 5 Eastern eight or five west and uh eight eastern and there was a mistake that went out and that was a different night so the mac bites with bits is actually tonight all the information is going to be in the today's email so tonight mac bike with bits make sure you check that out that'll be a good one also I want to introduce you all to Michael Doyce. He is going to be here with us and he's part of the team now and he's going to be helping answering your tech questions. So if you see him, say hello. And lastly, the question of the day is, do you prefer iPhone, Android, or blind shell? And what do you like and what do you hate? about whichever your choice is. And with that being said, you can raise your hand and let us know your thoughts on that. And Michael, what's going on? How you doing, buddy? Oh, yeah, Bell, we're going to uh, throw a question of the day out to people. Forgot to warn you about that. So just a quick catch <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> All right. Glad you can roll with it. So we love your participation. Uh, so feel free to raise your hand to answer the question for me, Marty. I like them all. I have frustrations with them all, but I like them all. My primary device is an iPhone. I am very comfortable on an iPhone in a blind shell, but I can use an Android device. Uh, I like the consistency of iOS, which is kind of ironic because one of the frustrations that people have is the inconsistencies of iOS. So uh, I like how if I use the web browser or I'm using my keyboard, then I know what to expect for the most part. That's not always the case with Android. And then so basically the in a nutshell is what you're saying is you can't live with them, but you can't live without them. Exactly. And then the blind shell has that really simple interface. So I, I really am used to that. So before we get to the, these hands and jump over to Belle to ask her to tell us who the first person is, I want to give you a quick recap. And this is going to take a little bit longer than it normally does. I'll hand it back over to Marty and he can ask for hands because Marty never told us which one he prefers, although I already know. Yesterday, we had two episodes that published. And uh, real quick caveat, if I'm sorry, yesterday was only one. I don't even know what day it is anymore. If you 
are uh, not subscribed to the unmute podcast feed, feel free to get subscribed and you'll get all of this content. Some of this content is its own podcast feed. So if you'd rather just get some of this content, then I will let you know about that when we go over it. And probably right after convention, you will be able to get more of the information you're looking for in a granular form. So if you only want to get a certain type of content, then that'll be an option in the very near future. However, let's talk about the content that we've posted since last time we all connected. Yesterday, Technically Working, which is its own podcast feed, we post uh, we posted the episode 15 with Demasi and myself, called it Focus Rules, because we talk a little bit about focus. Uh, we talk a little bit about real-life focus and uh, being able to get things accomplished and not overcommitting yourself, which I am guilty of doing myself. So check that out if you're interested. On Sunday evening, we uh, chatted with Michael Doys, and we published an episode called Stream ACB Media and Podcast with the new ACB Link app. So you can take a listen to that. We talked about it last Sunday, but we go more in depth about it. And then earlier on Sunday, I showed you how to use Way Around. So the Way Around labeling tag and labeling system is now available on the Blind Shell Classic 2. So uh, that Sunday, I published a demo walking you through that process. On Saturday, I ACAST WWDC 2023 recap wrap-up was published. So uh, Marty, Michael, and a couple of other people jumped on there to talk about what Apple announced throughout the week of WWDC. On Friday, Fines, Lynn and Marty sat down and talked about WWDC uh, updates, AI in tech, and virtual reality updates for people with visual impairments. So uh, check that out. On Thursday, uh, Lucy came and talked about the magic of Lady A follow-up mode, whisper mode, and a few other modes that you'll want to check out as well. And then Shell Phone Show, which is its own podcast feed on Wednesday, we uh, made the announcement about the Way Around application being available. And then, of course, the ACB Community Replay for June 6th was published. Uh, so that's a quick recap of what we've published in the last week. Marty, what's your answer to the question of the day? I prefer iPhone only because I've been using it for so long. It's what I'm used to. So I've been sticking with that. And like everything, sometimes I love it and sometimes I hate it. So <laughs> who do we got first, Bill? All right. First up is Christy. Hey, Christy. How you doing? Hello. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. Good. Good. Uh, my question is I'm looking for an accessible, but kind of cheap air printer. Any ideas on that? And my phone of choice is the iPhone because that's all I've ever used. All and right. yes, I do like it and hate it. <laughs> <laughs> that so sounds you, like it's going to be the consensus for everyone, I think. We'll see how we go. Yeah. Do you have a suggestion, Marty? So a question for you is in this printer, are you wanting to print wirelessly? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean, like from my phone, because I don't have a computer. Yeah, so the first and most important thing when you're looking is to make sure that it has the capability to be able to print from iOS devices. That'll be okay. something really important, and it should right. say that a center. Mm -hmm. uh, not every single printer has that option, so that's definitely something right. you need yeah. to make sure that it does have that. Michael, right. what do you think? 
So we use a printer. And Christy, if you stick around for the next 15, 20 minutes, I will get the model number. Uh, but we have a printer. It is not fully accessible. I'm going to be fully transparent with people. Um, it does have a touchscreen interface to be able to get it connected to the Wi-Fi network. But once you're connected to the Wi-Fi network, it does have an Ethernet port. So if that's an option for you as well. Uh, but once it's on the network with your device, all you have to do is choose the print option. And then it shows up in the uh, printer list and you can print to it from your phone or your computer. Um, and right. I will look it up. I believe it's an Epson, but I don't remember the model number. But if you bear with me about... 15 minutes or so, I will get that information for you. So this is Michael. Go ahead, Michael. This is Michael Dewey's on, on this. Uh, I, I've had AirPrint, they call them AirPrint printers that work with the iPhone. And so any, any printer you're looking for needs to have the word AirPrint associated with it. Um, some right. luck I've had is with HP printers and they do make them without touchscreens. We have one here. Uh, that's an all-in-one that does not have a touchscreen, and you configure the wireless on that printer with the HP Smart app. I'm not sure of the accessibility of that app. I I only have to use it once every two or three years when <laughs> I need to reset up the printer on a new Wi-Fi network. But once oh, it's set okay. up, it's just seamless. It just works really well. I know Brother and Epson also make AirPrint printers, and uh, the, the the one that we have here no more than a hundred dollars if not less oh, okay. And, and, okay. and can and canon even makes a portable like where you could throw it in a backpack printer it's about 250 dollars, but it's air print as well so really neat stuff right right yeah and i'd want something smallish too i mean something that i could i'm not necessarily carry, but i don't have a lot of space so i don't want something really mm -hmm. heavy and bulky and big mm -hmm. so. So there you go. Michael, do you happen to know the model number for that HP that you have? I do not. Um, I could see if I could go find it real quick, though. Yeah, so stick around and we will uh, see what information we can give you. Um, and I'm looking through some of my resources here. So we'll, we'll share some more information as soon as we have Okay, it. I'll be around. Thanks a lot. All yep. right. All right, next up is Desi. Hey, Desi, how you doing? Hey guys. Um, okay. First of all, in answer to the question of the day, mm -hmm. I am an Apple girl all the way. I have uh, my iPhone 14 pro. I have my iPad mini sixth generation and my Mac mini M2. And I am just having a delightful time. Awesome. Um, and I'm in I, your camp, so there you go. Yeah, and I would never go back. I, I'm sorry. I, there's not much of anything that I like about Windows, and because I'm lucky enough to be of an age where I'm not working anymore, I don't have to worry about that stuff. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So, um, so I do have two quick questions. One okay. is, um, where do I go on my Mac to change the um? Like my my email notifications are reading out the whole message every time um, <laughs> an email comes in, which I find very annoying when I'm hosting and stuff. I mean, I've got my my voiceover set so that nobody else hears it except me and my headphones, but it still drives me crazy. So I would like to change that. And the other thing I have for you is 
on my um, iPad mini, I have recently moved to Tennessee and all of my other devices are set up beautifully. And my iPad, though, in the weather app, regardless of what I've tried to do, I've gone into location settings, I've gone into weather, I've gone in everywhere, still gives me all the statistics for Phoenix. <laughs> and I don't live there anymore. Okay. And though, though it's interesting, I don't really always want to know that. Okay. So here's the deal with the weather app. What you have to do is do a double click and hold on the actual weather icon. And then you want okay. to change it. A little side menu will pop open and you'll want right. to change it to local, you know, and then when you do that, it'll update to where your current location is now. You'll notice that when you do that, it'll be stuck on before you change it. It'll be stuck mm -hmm. on where you previously were. So once you do that and okay. you update it to local, then you're going to be uh, fine. You'll see it'll just update to where you are now. It's a weird no. thing. I actually had that bug for a long time ago and I couldn't okay. figure it out. And finally yeah. I did. <laughs> oh, okay. Is... Well, that's awesome because I, I have not found anywhere where it says to do that. But yeah, it's I'll, not I'll, obvious I'll... at all. But Michael no. D, you were going to say something? Yes, this is Michael again. You can actually add as many locations you want in the weather app. So you could just use a three-finger flick left and right to go between them. Uh, it is in the weather app There's a, where you can bring up a list and you just go and edit and add in that list. And so like I have Austin twice because if I'm traveling, even though it's my current location most of the time, I still want it to, if I want to look back whenever I'm heading home. And so I add Austin as a location and add other cities that I travel to so I could see you know, the weather in those places. You could even right. get push notifications if you add those. So like my family lives in a town called Port Natchez, Texas. So I add that town and I see what, you know, when rain starts and stops where my family is. So uh, right, it's very, right. yeah, yeah, very nice. Do you have a yeah. current iPad? Well, is it a current iPad mini? Mine? Yeah. So when you it's update the, if you're updated to the current operating system, when you mm -hmm. open the weather app, you'll see that if you open the sidebar, you'll see those uh, low, the very top one is local. And then all the cities that you have saved will also be there in the list. And if you click on one, it'll change the center to show you all the information of whichever city you click on. Right. So yesterday I, I had done that. And yesterday it would show me Franklin, Tennessee, which is where I am. But um, then if I went out of the weather app and came back in, it, always still showed me phoenix <laughs> yeah so phoenix is set to your default location so you want to go play with that uh desi and to answer your other question because i had to do this for the same exact reason i wanted to disable my um email notifications from being read out um so mm -hmm. two things number one you can always close your email which i forget about myself and that will oh, stop yeah. the notification <laughs> while you're live. Um, that's the basic <laughs> solution. Number two, if you go into system settings and you go uh, in the table on the left down to notifications, you can actually disable. Uh, what I've done is you can configure them how you would prefer them to be. But what I did is I just went ahead and disabled all my mail notifications. That right. way, when I'm ready to do email, I open email. And if I get a new email, I seem to still get the sound of a new email, but voiceover does not read the message like it used Oh, okay. Well, I, I actually was able to turn off the sound, so I'm not getting the sound, but I'm still getting the messages. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so notifications it, and see if that helps. it's the I, table to the left. Okay. Cause I yep. think I went right and I didn't even think to go left. So, duh. 
All right. <laughs> no <laughs> well, worries. thank Hope you so much. Thanks, Tessie. Yeah, me too. Thanks. All right. All right. Next up is Monica. Hey, Monica. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. Um, I just wanted to make a comment. I love the new ACB Link app. Oh, yeah. You can thank Michael Doyce for so that. Much easier to use, and it's it's great. So yes. and, as and for far all as of like, you who are Mac users, it's native on the Mac now as well, and it does work great with yep. voiceover. As far as awesome my app. phone of choice, I love the iPhone. I like the iPhone. I'm not going to say love. I like it, but it's the only. It's because it's what I have. So yeah, awesome. Thanks, Thanks for Monica. Me. Thank you. All right. Pam. Hey, Pam. Okay. I, too, love the new ACB Link app. Uh, my phone of choice. Well, I'm I'm a little like Desi. I'm an Apple girl. Uh, my computer is a Mac. That's all I've ever had is a Mac. And my uh, phone, the only smartphone I've ever had, only smartphones have been iPhones, and um, and you know, oh, occasionally, you know, yeah, I'll run into a bug or a glitch or a whatever. But overall, I love it. I would not want to go with anything else. I've never used a blind shell. I understand they're really nice, and they can do more and more with it now. But I would not trade anything in the world from my iPhone. All right. Well, that's awesome. Thanks, Pam. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right. Who do we got next? Next up is Pierre. Hey, Pierre. How you doing? Yeah. Uh, I, I have two questions. The first one is I'm in uh, ACB leadership and they send emails and uh, most of them have attachments. How do I get to attachments? Are you on what uh, an iPhone, a Mac, a Windows machine? What are you on? iOS. So when you open up your email, you'll be in the body of the email. You scroll down to the bottom, and you'll see there's an icon there that's going to represent the attachment. It'll say the name of the attachment, and then you do a single finger double tap, and it will open up. Sometimes it'll take one extra second. If it's not actually downloaded, it'll download. Then you can open it up. Okay, say that again now. When you go into your email, you want to go into the body of that email that you're right. looking for with the attachment. Right. You want to scroll all the way down to the bottom, and that's where the attachment's going to be. Typically, it's all the way at the bottom, kind of on the left side of the screen. And it'll tell you there what the name of the attachment is. If you have more than one, they'll all be down there. You do a single, do you use voiceover? Yeah. Okay. You do a single finger double tap and that will open up the attachment. Okay. And my second question is <clears throat> right now I'm using an iPod. So I realize at the end of this year, I'm going to have to go to something else. Now uh, I was reading an article the other day from CNN, and they said that not all phones are going to take uh, iOS 17. So uh, are, are the phones like the 2020 and 2021, 23, are they going to take that? 
Yes. yes. Anything that current will work with the new operating system. I okay. think anything from either the 10R and nope. back is, or what is it, Michael? It's What's the, the 10 and back. So the 10R yep. and newer are supported. The 10 and back are not. So if you okay. have an X or a 10 or an 8 or an original mm-hmm. iPhone SE, those will not be supported. But anything newer than the X will be supported. Like the 2023 will do it then. The 2022 iPhone SE, if that's what you're looking at, will be supported. Right. Yes. Okay, good. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. That iPhone SE PR is going to have a similar form factor to the iPod Touch that you have. I think it's going to be slightly smaller. Mm -hmm. Right, Michael? The iPod Touch would be smaller than that, but it's uh, not much different. So it's very similar in form factor. I I wanted to mention, going back to one of the first questions about printers, mine is the HP DeskJet 2652. So whoever asked that question in the beginning there, I think it was Christy. Christy, yep. did yep. you get that? 2652. It's an HP DeskJet 2652. Yes, I got that. Thank you very much. Yeah, yep. so, so, no so HP Decks, what is it? Say it again, Desk, please. DeskJet 2652. Yes, yes, 2652. All right. Thank you. Two, 2652. Yep. Mm-hmm. 2652. 2652. Gotcha. All right. Thanks. All right. Our next hand is uh, Donna. Hey, Donna. How you doing? Um, all right. How are you all? Doing good. Thank you. So um, I to answer the question of the day first, um, I guess I, I would say my the iPhone is my favorite, but that's pretty much the only smartphone I've ever had. But I, I think had the blind shell two been out when I was looking for a phone, I might have considered it, except um, it, I, I know it sort of works on AT&T, but um, I, I'd have trouble. I live very rural and, and like Sprint and stuff is not available. Mm-hmm. And so, so I'd have a hard time with that. But anyway, yeah. I like the, the blind shell too, though. I, awesome. Uh, yeah. But um, so I, I don't know. Do, do you guys have any uh, knowledge? Oh, I'm sure you have knowledge, but <laughs> of, <laughs> of, well, I have a, 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 a Google Forms question. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm creating a form and I have a, a question um, that require that uh, has check boxes and, and the, the person filling it out checks all that apply. Mm-hmm. But then I want an other and then I want like an edit field for them to type in their other, you know, yeah. I, I can can that be done? So it can be done. Um, I don't know. So so naturally, what you would do is set up the checkboxes so they can check all the checkboxes. That's and then right. What you I, can do that. is add an edit box after the checkboxes. What I think you're looking to do, though, is only conditionally show the edit box if the other checkbox is checked. That's right. And with gra- with um, Google Forms, I don't know if this can be done. I can look if no one else raises their hand with an answer. I can tell you how to do it with Gravity Forms, but that doesn't help you because that's only WordPress. But I will check and oh. see and <laughs> follow up with you. Okay. All right. Thank you. No problem. Thanks for asking. Who do we got next, Belle? Hey, our next person uh, is an iPhone. I just um, gave you the prompt to unmute. I wonder if their favorite phone is iPhone. (laughs) Hello, my name is Darlene. Hi, Darlene. Hi, Darlene. How are you? Okay, so I am still kind of in the Windows world, not willingly, but I'm there. So the most recent big upgrade to JAWS kind of killed my laptop. (laughs) 
And when I call, okay, so it, it locks up and it's really slow to repeat what I'm typing and it has some other issues. And when I call Freedom Scientific, they go, oh, your laptop needs a tune-up. It's not us, it's your laptop. So I'm kind of willing to play along, but I'm having a heck of a time finding somebody to come and give my laptop a tune-up. Any suggestions? I live in Portland, Oregon. Any suggestions? Yes, I can get you information of someone actually in Oregon. Uh, He's in Wilsonville, but they do make house calls. Okay, yep, need that. Um, I will have to find that information and get that to you. Is there any way you could email us at feedback at unmute.show and I could email you the information? Okay, let me write that down. Feedback at unmute.show. Okay. I will and just do that. email there and I will get you the information. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. All right. Next up is Dan. Hey, Dan. How you doing? Uh, hi. I'm a new guy to this, uh, to this show. But I'm very. Well, imp- no problem. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you. I'm very impressed with uh, what you guys are doing. Uh, you're taking, you take questions about the Mac. Is that right? Yes. Okay. My question is, how do I uh, bring up or open Spotlight Search on a uh, MacBook Air? I'm using VoiceOver and running Big Sur. Michael, you want to take this one, Michael Doyce? Yep. Oh, Michael. Or Michael Babcock or whoever. (laughs) (laughs) Too many Michaels. Uh, For for Spotlight, um, you know what? I use Spotlight for everything on my computer. and, and it's the same whether you're using voiceover or not. Command space will, will bring up Spotlight. Well, when I do command space, it brings up Siri. If so you, you press, what, what if you'll you, probably want to do is change what you're pressing no, to bring up mm, Siri, mm, right? Mm, mm, He's pressing and holding a little too yes. long, I bet. Mm-hmm. So if you press and hold the space bar for more than a second, it's going to bring up Siri. So what I would what I tell people is hold the command key down with one. I hold it down with my thumb. You can hold it down with mm-hmm. whatever you want. And then with your other finger, just press the space bar and release it and then release command. And that right. will uh, just open spotlight because if you hold the two of them together too long, it will activate Siri. Wait, I'm a little bit confused. Okay, I should hold the command and then press and release the space bar okay yep because then that'll avoid you from holding both of them too long and then so what i do is i hold command key press and release space bar and then i release the command key and it it sounds like a long process but it's really a simple process okay okay i i will uh i will do that yeah thank you and then once i get into that um uh, and if I, I type my, my search uh, query, uh, it will automatically bring up the, uh, the search results. I don't have to try and find a search button. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. And one more follow-up on that, Michael D., a question for you, because I do not use Spotlight. I use LaunchBar. Um, do you need to use your voiceover keys to navigate the results, Michael, or do you know if you can just use up and down arrow keys? I don't remember. 
I don't remember. I've I've rarely used it with voiceover, but I could try it real quick. So give me that just would, a second. Yeah, that would be awesome. And then I believe you just hit enter to accept the response that it comes up with. But Michael will check while Bell yep. tells us who we have next. Herbie. Hey, Herbie. All right. Well, first of all, Michael, I got to ask you something. You know, you mentioned gravity forms earlier. Do you find that they bring you down at all? Yeah, no, no. They, gravity form solves all your problems when it comes to WordPress forms. Okay. Um, <clears throat> two things. First of all, um, let's, I want to go back to the spotlight thing. I think you do have the best results when using the voiceover keys. But I wanted to mention that you can go into the Siri settings and change it to something different so it will not conflict with the spotlight. So yeah. I have my Siri set to option space rather than command space. And one of the nice things it, about being on the Mac is you can just go in and customize those yeah. keystrokes completely. Yeah, so they don't, because I don't use option space for anything, so it doesn't conflict with anything. So um, that is another recommendation, so they don't conflict. Um. I, well, first of all, I am an iPhone user through and through. Tried the Android a little bit. Um, it was okay. Um, sometimes I thought the keyboard was a little bit more responsive, but then I felt like I also had more focusing issues. Maybe I didn't have the greatest of phone when I was playing with it. But um, one of the things I really wish that in Apple would do, though, that Android does, is I wish we could have the number row on top instead of under more numbers. But uh, um, I agree with I, that. You know, that I think would be really yes. nice. Maybe I always have the period at the bottom. You know, because... Those are just, there's some punctuation marks you're probably more likely going to use than others. And so, you know, just, I think they can make things a little bit more intuitive that way. But uh, I'm, I, I use iPhone since 2010. It, and I really love how it talks to my Mac and my Mac talks to it and they both conspire against me, but that's fine. No. Um, and I, so I, I really didn't have a question. I wanted to answer your question, iPhone, Apple, through and through. But one thing I did want to mention, which I think is really interesting is because this never gets talked about, you know, and there's always questions about should you ever upgrade, you know, when and if should you ever upgrade Alexa devices? So I used to have, um, at home, I have the uh, Echo 4, like the full-sized one. And... For travel purposes, I still kept keep around, or kept around rather, I should say, a dot third generation. Well, I really, one of the things I noticed with the three, my dot three versus the four is there is a major difference in the response time for some things. So for instance, I use my Echo a lot to set reminders. And when I was setting reminders on my dot three, it was like, you know, wading through molasses on the back of a turtle. Um, and so I got a fifth echo dot, the fifth generation echo dot. And the difference is noticeable. It understands me better. It uh, responds to me that much quicker. And so I just wanted to throw that out there. If you ever wonder, should you upgrade your, uh, Alexa devices, I would say that the answer is yes, there is uh, value in doing so. Good to know, because I've not considered upgrading my Alexa device, so I yeah. appreciate that, Herbie. I, I still have, like, one of the second-gen Echoes and, like, a third-gen Echo Dot, and those things have been, uh, you know, the only thing I've updated is the Echo Show, uh, but right. 
most of my devices are just because they've worked so well, you know, and I will, I mean, like, I will say when I've upgraded from like second generation Alexas to third generations, like I noticed there are some noticeable differences in like, say how the dot was, for instance, mm-hmm. um, the fourth generation is where I really noticed a difference in the overall, the way it responds to you. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I really noticed the difference is starting with the fourth gen is the response time is a lot better. So all I can say is may the echo tap rest in peace. That was an amazing <laughs> device. Uh, it was a, it was a portable Bluetooth speaker that was, a, uh, that ran a, uh, A-L-E-X-A. I have so many around here. I know they'll activate. So, uh, I, I want to point out, you do use the arrow keys with spotlight, uh, with voiceover. Perfect. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate that. Um, I do see we have another hand here, so I'm going to get that. And thank you, Herbie, for that, because uh, as I said, I I don't really think about upgrading A-Lady devices. That's definitely something. If, the, if your things are running a little slow, you may want to consider, and they are affordable. But I do see we only have one hand, so I'm guessing that means the rest of the uh, probably 15 to 20 of you don't have opinions on your favorite smartphone device. If you haven't shared with us, please don't hesitate to raise your hand and engage. Bell. who do we have next? Next up is Jeff. Hey, Jeff. How you doing? Hey, I'm good, guys. Thank you. Um, I'll try to be brief. So iPhone 12 Pro Max was my first iPhone after years of Pixel phones, and I would never consider going back. I got really sick of the um, – oh, there are so many issues like Bluetooth, build quality. I could go on, but I'll stop there. Um and that's coming from a person like I haven't been blind my whole life, but eh, relatively recently. Um, so I had to learn a whole new system going to the iPhone, but I still wouldn't consider going back. Um, the second thing, a couple of months ago, you guys helped with them. I was having a problem getting short codes for two-factor authentication. And um, my carrier is Google Fi. Um, and it finally got worked out. It, I don't, maybe it was because of them, but after at least a 50 email exchange and, you know, giving them as much information as I could, about a month after that, they started working again. So anybody that uses Google Fi, if you're having short code issues, just, um, yeah, make sure you work with, with Google Fi. They're actually really good to work with. One awesome. more thing. Um, Marty, you helped me a couple of months ago. I have three Apple TV 4Ks, mm-hmm. the like this past generation, current generation. So the one that just came back or came out November, December of last year, mm-hmm. they're all connected via HDMI. Each one was having sound issues, like where voiceover the voice kind of drops out it it sounds like the voiceover voice was getting truncated and you suggested using the um use the phone and i haven't gotten used to that um but did you you put the phone remote app on your phone Mm -hmm. yeah like i haven't gotten uh, you know it's just a preference thing like i'm 
older guy. So I kind of like having that feel the remote, maybe I, I, who knows, but yeah. Do you have any idea what that problem, like that truncation problem is? One other thing is they're all connected via HDMI, but they're all audio wise different. Like one's just TV speakers. Another one's a sound bar. Another one is through a receiver and then, you know, surround sound. And thank you. Yeah, no problem. Um, Have you tried using the remote that comes with it opposed to your phone to see if that solves the truncate problem? Yeah, I was using my, um, uh, the Siri remote to begin with. And that's, I mean, I had the truncation problem, you know, from the start. And so you suggested using the phone and that is a solid workaround, but I mean, I really like not having to, you know, go get my phone and, you know, well, this and that. A couple of things I can suggest. Uh, uh, it's going to be hard to go through every single thing here right now. You can always email us and we can try and uh, get back to you via email and see what we can do to help you more. But mm-hmm. I would first check to make sure all the boxes are updated to the most recent updates. And uh, the thing about all the speaker settings and everything else, if they're hooked up to different TVs, they're going to have, you know, one has a soundbar, one doesn't. One has external speakers, one doesn't. You're going to kind of have to go through the settings and find your happy place to figure out what will work best for you for each one. Um, unless you have or you get all three identical setups, you know, then you can make them all exactly the same. But otherwise, they're going to all be a smidge different because they have different hardware, unfortunately. Sure. So, so go, ahead, go Michael D. So uh, I, I've been doing a lot of research into this because I'm, I do gaming and uh, I have all of these devices hooked up to one TV. And so there's always some issues, you know, with, with sound. One thing, you know, if you're using multiple TVs and you're having this issue, uh, one thing to check is, you know, possibly the brand of cables if, if it's a sound issue. If the phone is working just fine, then it's definitely an Apple TV problem. Uh, it could be the voice, but um, one thing to check is the type of TV, how old the TV is, and what it supports as far as HDMI audio, and if you're using you know up to date cables and things like that. So there's like like Marty said, there's so many things that go into this. But if it's multiple TVs and you're having the same issue, then that does sound like more of an Apple TV issue. And what can okay. help troubleshoot it is if you can capture a quick recording of it, because I wonder if it's not truncating, but if for some reason your finger sliding across the bottom mm. of the remote, and so voiceover starting to read one thing, but then it skips to the next thing. So there's some yes. accessibility things you can change. And and if we had a recording of it, we could tell if it's truncating or if it's mm-hmm. voiceover uh, jumping to the next element. Okay. There is, and along those lines, and sorry to, to interrupt, Michael. Um, when um okay like i have an app that's called channels and so the quickest way to stop the truncation i found is to you know go back to the home screen then open channels and then for whatever reason in channels in a certain on a certain screen it'll stop truncating immediately Well, I'm wondering that when you open up that particular app, if it pulls down a lot of data when you open it up and it's just struggling. So maybe you need to open that up and let it be open for 
you know, five, 10 minutes to make sure it gets whatever it needs downloaded to it. And then when you start using it, it won't be trying to download and trying to perform a task at the same time. That that actually also makes me suspect the channels that may be self-voicing because there are some apps that do that. Uh, I'm wondering if that's the other culprit too. Okay. Hey, I'll grab so the, a recording and thanks for your yeah. time. Sorry to take up so much. Of no, it. it's all right. Thanks a lot. If you have any other questions, go ahead and email us and we'll try and get back to you. Copy that. All right, Bill. All right, our next person is uh, has a phone number. Starting in 301, ending in 887. Hi, good afternoon. This is Nate from Maryland. Hello, and how are you? I, I'm doing well, and I hope you're doing well as well. Doing good, and thank you. I use iPhones because the uh, Apple customer service, both the toll-free and going into a store, and they'll take a look at your phone and check it out. Uh, Google is just not as pervasive in my area, which is Washington, D.C. And, gotcha. and the question is, I want to use an artificial intelligence app such as ChatGPT or something else to learn a foreign language. You know, I'd like to be able to speak with the computer, have the computer answer me, and just have a conversation as well as have the computer generate vocabulary lists with English translations. Is that all possible? And where would I start? Is this on your uh, computer or your phone or what device would you want to do this on? Well, can I do it? iPhone is easier, so then, but I have a PC. There's an app for yeah, iPhone, dual... Yeah, I could just sit on the couch and do it uh, there... on the desktop. Yeah, so there's an app called Duolingo, which could help with this. I don't have any experience with it, and I suspect they're using some form of AI. Uh, Marty or Michael, do either of you have ideas? Yes. Uh, so Duolingo has announced a new AI component in their app to help with okay. this. I, I just, I've never used Duolingo, so I just do not know of the accessibility of the app, but I do know that it does have an AI component now. Okay, with the old version, you had to just like play games on it, and that's not my thing. But I, I, I'll check that out. Unfortunately, right, I don't know a more direct app uh, for that. But okay. that being said, however, with AI and, and where you're going, uh, sounds like a great project for AI, doesn't it, Michael? Yes. Mm -hmm. so, thank you. Also, also in your email is the last. Uh, it's, uh, part of the email address is that S H O W or S H O S H O W. So it's feedback okay. at unmute dot show S H O W. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Next is Kathy. Hey, Kathy. How are you? Hi, everybody. Can you hear me? Hello. Yep, we can hear you loud and clear. Oh, How are awesome. you? Woohoo. Fine. You know, you shamed me into raising my hand to vote, but I don't have a question. That's Except okay. Maybe I do now. But anyway, uh, it's I'm an Apple person. I have a Mac, an iPad, ninth generation, and an iPhone 14 Pro. I'm looking to get another Mac because it's a 15 Pro. You know, and the screen doesn't work. 
everything brand new 15 inch macbook air just came out it's a great computer i know i'm that's what i'm looking at yeah i'm going to try to go to the apple store in lancaster which is about maybe 50 miles from me but i want to have hands on before i do you know Mm -hmm. make arrangements and all that and talk to them and see what the the 13 inch might be big enough it's cheaper but it doesn't have as much zing as this new 15 inch well it depends on what you're doing with it you know i mean you may not not doing anything crazy i'm just doing email and and word processing and um, you could totally get away with the m1 if that's where you choose to go and save a few dollars it'll still be amazing for you i mean any day-to-day tasks any of the m1 processors whether it's m1 or m2 will be amazing for you yes yeah i want to be able to have people see me on zoom if i choose to put my you know video on but right if now, you're going from, from an did. older machine that's mm-hmm. got Intel in it, you said yours was what from 15. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when you go from a 15 to a current model with an M processor in it, you're not even going to believe how fast it is. It's just totally a different world. Yeah. I also want to do a commercial for the Mac training that I received from Chanel Allen last year. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. She's such a good teacher. And uh, I saw on email yesterday that there are a few slots open if anybody's interested in uh, attending, you know, her yeah, class. Yeah, we try and recommend her for Mac training as much as possible. She's great. Yes. Yeah, so, Herbie, tell her I'm working on things. I'm still practicing and doing. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> hopefully, you know, I'll be able to buy a Mac pretty soon. Well, thank and thank you. you, everybody. All I've right. Well, have enjoying, a great day. And thank you. And, uh, thank you very your, much. For- your, raising your hand when we uh we're we're calling for it yeah you shamed me into it all right (laughs) you feel bad yet we're shedding tears (laughs) bye-bye who do we got next (laughs) sandra hey sandra how you doing uh i'm fine um first of all the question of the day i guess is about the favorite device Mm -hmm. i would say my iphone 14 i went from an se to a um 14 i don't mind that it doesn't have the home button mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm used to that now yeah um my, i don't have any other apple devices i also do have a zoom question okay if that's okay for me to ask yeah go ahead you go any questions oh, okay. all right as long as it's tech based yeah okay um I use Zoom, the Zoom app a lot on my phone. I have no problem with that. But I've noticed when I use Zoom on my desktop with Windows, I can get into the participants list and look at all the names. It tells me if their video is on or off, if they're muted or unmuted. But I can't figure out. It doesn't tell me who is speaking. And I don't know if there's a way to do that or not to get around that. Are you a JAWS or NVDA user or neither? JAWS. Okay. So there is a keystroke and someone is going to correct me because I'm probably going to get it wrong. I believe it's control shift T and that will tell you who is speaking. And if you stick around till the end, I'm sure someone will correct me if that is wrong. Control shift T. Yes, ma'am. Bell, I'm going to call out on you. I know you're not supposed to. Is that the right keystroke? Yes. Thank you. So yes, control shift T. Um, and that will, what that does is it will announce to you the current, who the person who's currently speaking. Now this does work with, I can guarantee 2023 or 2022. I don't know about anything earlier than that. 
okay. Jaws. Yep. Now I, I've got the latest. It, uh, I updated my Jaws. Perfect. So hopefully that helps you out. Give that a try. I and hope that helps. Thank just you. Just one more tip for you because I, I want to preclude any issues. If you ever find yourself stuck in Zoom and you can't figure out what's going on and you can't get to where you're used to, try the F6 key. That will save you because it'll move you to different sections inside of Zoom. Okay. Perfect. Well, thanks a lot. And, Thank uh, you. F- F6 is the best Windows keystroke ever or yes, sir. key press. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, who do we got next? All right. Next up is Chris. Hey, Chris. How you doing? Hey, fellas. How you doing? Good, good. Hey, um, I'm doing good. I, I prefer both. Uh, personally, I, I think that both Android OS and iOS uh you know, operating systems. Can y'all hear me still? Yeah, we can hear you. Um, you know, it, it, I think it does both for me because Android offers some freedoms and customizations that you just can't get on iOS. And iOS also offers that, you know, stability of, Hey, if I get an iPhone, no matter what version it is, generally the software is not going to go crazy on me and do some crazy changes and things of that sort. So, um, I, I prefer both, but, um, did you guys hear that um, there was somebody that uh, took over the source code for uh, Soundscape and now they're testing it in TestFlight and they're calling it OpenScape now? I I don't know if you guys heard that, but if you didn't, they are uh, testing out Soundscape. Supposedly, nothing has changed. All the beacons and audio uh, sounds are still the same. I guess a gentleman took over that because, you know, Microsoft made it public um, as far as the source code so i just wanted to let everybody know if you guys are interested i can send uh, the feedback uh, the link to uh the test flight if somebody's willing to try it out um but they opened it back up yet because i know it got full there for a little bit and um haven't heard it yet on yesterday's double tap if you search mm -hmm. for double tap I open up with a 3D audio demo of the OpenScape application and show people using voiceover a quick exploration of the interface. And then you can hear the beacons in action too. Okay, so you're already on it then. Yeah, yeah. So go, <laughs> go, go give that a listen. But thank you, Chris, for bringing it up. No, because wanna, some people might not have heard that. If, you know, you know, right. Some people may not have heard it on the call here yes. that don't go listen over there. So just want to let yep. y'all know. It's still in testing. Um, I don't know if it's completely open up yet again, but uh, Soundscape will be coming back, but it's going to be called OpenScape. So just want to let y'all know. The neat thing about this is that I understand it. It's an open project, so people can contribute Correct. to it and things like that. Um, so I'm, I'm very I, I sent the link to Michael on Saturday because I saw it, I think, on Mastodon or, or somewhere. I don't yeah. know. Or if, but it, it's very exciting. Uh, Michael, did you say that you saw some a little bit less accurate accuracy with that compared to Soundscapes? Or? No. So what happened, and it, two things. Number one, I want to preface this, and I know we're getting low on time with mm-hmm. everything that I say is beta. So please don't say take it with a grain of salt. I, yeah, take mm-hmm. it with a grain of salt. Please. I also was running it on the iOS 17 beta too. Mm-hmm. So that could play into it. But it didn't <laughs> announce right when I got on top of a beacon. And that was what I noticed. But I was able to tell when I hit that mm-hmm. point and not. So and and keep in mind this is a entirely new backend for OpenScape. So if things don't work exactly the same as Soundscapes, that's why is they 
the, what Microsoft had on the back end is not the same as what is there now. This is a complete like the 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 face of the app looks the same, but the back end that makes it work is totally different. So keep that in mind if you do use this beta and the App Store version. There may be differences on on how it operates. So that's all I wanted to say. Thank you. Yep. Thanks, Chris. Chris thank you, We're cutting down on time here. Let's see if we can get these last get couple people hands. in. Hey, Diane. Hey, Diane. Yes. Um, I I had something. Um that I, I kind of wanted to bring this up because Herbie, I, I started the discussion with Herbie and I noticed he was on the call. Um, on my Mac, I'm trying to download um, something called VLC Media Player. And when I go to that site and I go to the download link, the screen like jumps around because apparently it has something on it called Live Regions. So if I disable the live regions, then it won't jump around on me. But I'm also noticing that it won't read the things that it's supposed to read, which is like links to the various versions of VLC media player that you can download. It's not reading any of that. So I'm wondering if there's some other setting I'm supposed to change on my Mac or, you know, how I how I can get this program with, you know, Either the, either the screen jumps around or, or I can't read the things that I want to read on it. So if I'm understanding correctly, Diane, and I'm going to try my best to uh, troubleshoot this with you, but when you go to the Videoland website and you uh, choose the download option, um, and then you, it's, not, it's not reading the website correctly? Right, because th- there's... Um, all the gotcha. different versions, uh, all, all the different versions has, you know, yep. it jumps around among them. It yep. jumps it's among doing them. it right now to me. I'm, I'm doing it right now. Um, so what I would recommend doing is if you go to, so I don't have an immediate answer for you. Um, I believe VLC may be available in the app store. Have you looked in there to see if it's available there? Um, no, I hadn't because I, I, I've always thought that it was better to go directly to a website, you know, to try to get something. If but I, that, yeah, I, I don't necessarily know that that would be specifically better, but it may be worth looking in V for VLC in the app store. And I just did a quick search for VLC and it didn't pop right up. So follow up with us via email. And we may No, there's, so this is Herbie. Okay, Herbie. Yeah, no, VLC is not in the app store, yeah, I, it's strictly on the website. Yep. I think your best bet on that site is going to be using the web rotor with VOU, going to links, typing Mac, and that should take you to the download link with the Mac, and then VO space, and then VO space again, like right away, and that might prevent it from jumping at least long enough to download the uh, thing. But yeah, that site is. It, like I was just playing with it a minute ago when I am bringing up the question because I'm actually in front of the computer and um, it, it it is definitely like one of the jumpiest sites I've I've uh, definitely come across and it, yep. um but shortcut keys are going to be your friend on that site so okay I I, thought I had tried doing that um going to the uh, I'm sorry, what did you call it you call uh, V-O, uh, V-O-U. I, I did that so, before. 
So Diane, um, real quick, and and I'll give you these steps because I just downloaded the Mac file, and then we do have two more hands in like four minutes. Okay. But real okay. quick, if you go to the Videoland website, do VOU to bring up your li links, type in Mac, press VO space twice, that'll take you to the Mac page. Do VOU again and type in down for download, and then press VO space twice again, and that will download the Mac version of the VLC app. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll try it. Yep. Give it a try and shoot us an email if it doesn't work. Uh, okay. All right. Thanks. Bill, who do All we right. have next? Two more hands. Teresa. Hey, Teresa. Yeah. Oh, no. We don't hear you, Teresa. Hey. There you are. There you okay. go. I've got, I got it in 2019, so I don't know if it's the second or third generation of Echo, but the plug is messed up, and I tried to unplug it and replug it to get a uh, get some you know results, and it's nothing. There's nothing happens, and somebody said I ought to. I'm better off getting a newer version of the Echo. I would say so because that it, I believe that is the third generation, which I believe is a round propri proprietary plug. I could be wrong. At this rate, it's it would almost be more. It's a square one. Oh, it's a square. Yes. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah. What do you, What do you think, there, Marty? Um, I mean, at this point, you could try to go on Amazon and see if they sell a cable that you could uh, buy that would replace the one that you have. But depending right. on the cost of that, you might be better served just to get a newer updated one that might be newer software and work better for you. Um, they're okay. not that much, I believe. I think they're like around a hundred bucks, I want to say something like that. Okay, my next, it's a two-fold question. Uh, what, when is the um, rollout going to be when they, um, uh, the Echoes will work, um, be compatible with NLS, you know, with the BART books on BART? To the best of my knowledge, there's not been any sort of announcements or release timeframes as of yet. Okay, I know they do Bookshare, but I didn't know if they do yep. um, BART yet. Yeah. So thank you, Teresa. Appreciate it. And thanks for listening. Um, at that oh, point, certainly. it is 57 after. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. And Marty, let people know how they can get in contact with us. And everyone have a great week. Yep. Thanks, everyone. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can reach us at feedback at unmute.show. And I want to say a special thanks to Brad and to Bell for helping us out today. We always appreciate it. And everyone have a great week. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Thanks, guys.